they are back. Out of the darkness cometh light. Welcome to the new look ENS Wolves podcast with Joe Edwards, Rosie Swarbrick, Steve Bull, and your host, Nathan Judah. Yeah, baby, we are back. It is episode 132. It is the Inez Wolves podcast. It's been so bloody long. I've missed this so much. Finally, we are back, baby. Dramatic movie trailer intro as well. Two new Wolves experts. Same old douchey presenter. And, and we've got we've got the legend that is Mr. Steve Bull, who's going to be coming on later on in the show. He's going to be a semi-regular contributor He's going to be our special guest this week. We've also got Steve Grant from the Total Saints podcast. He's going to be on later, previewing the big game on Saturday against Southampton. There is loads, loads of new stuff in the pipeline. Um, some exciting guests over the next few weeks. I know people don't like change sometimes, but look, I'm confident. Give it a chance. We've got some really good stuff. We've got two fantastic new co-Walls reporters and I think we're going to have a great product. So hopefully sit back for the next hour, relax, enjoy. I am delighted, and I mean delighted to be to be in the room with, with two beautiful people, two, two great souls, new co-Walls reporters, Mr. Joe Edwards and Miss Rosie Swarbrick. Guys, how's it going? Guys and gals, how's it going? Lovely, it's great. Um, great to be here, as you say. It's been a long time, and obviously new you know, faces or new voices yes, uh, with, yes. with myself and uh, Rosie. But it's you know, it's a, it's going to be a good ride, I think, and uh, it's good to be a part of it. You know, yeah, and, and on the podcast, well, you, you were the baby of the two with with with, um, with Mr. Spears, who's obviously gone to the Athletic. You, yeah. you now you now stepped up, and you're with, you're with with a lovely young lady and Miss Miss Rosie Swarbrick. Say say hey to the peeps, Rosie. Oh, I'm just like trying to recover from your attempt at a Lancashire accent just before. Was that something I'm good? just like shocked. What do you like, mean? Oh my God! You, your attempt at saying Rosie. There's a there's an emphasis on the old Nathan. Come on. On the accents, old, dialects. What? It's like Joe's dialect of. You know, a Wolverhampton accent. Right, you know, okay. There, there's certain ways to pronounce stuff. As a, as a, you know, talking expert, you should be able to like <laughs> master dialect. Talking crap expert. <laughs> yeah. uh, Swab. Yes, yeah, So, so people might have not realised, or maybe they have done, because obviously they saw you do your mm-hmm. your first two videos in uh, Bajiktas a week and a bit ago. Yeah. Thought you did very very well. Um, but they they might have realised that you speak a bit strange. Swords. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so maybe give, give the peeps who haven't seen you, because obviously you've come on the scene, um, maybe a little bit about yourself, a little bit of background, where have you come from, how have you ended up in this beautiful establishment, easy for me to say. Yeah, no, we've got a few Coronation Street shout-outs, but that's actually Manchester. Ah. So that's a Manchester accent. I'm from Lancashire, a right. place called Leyland, which is um, near Chorley and... Um, Preston, Preston, yeah. So Preston and Chorley, that sort of area. Leyland's a little town famous for its motor industry. As everyone knows, you know. Leyland Motors, isn't it? Leyland trucks, you see Leyland, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah it yeah, is a yeah. thing, it is a thing. Okay. Um, so yeah, so um, obviously I've just come into this new job. I, I started out at Accrington Stanley way back in... 2013. Oh, I'm tempted, but I won't. Oh. <laughs> I'm tempted, but I won't. <laughs> and then went onto the Lancashire Post and um, was a, a, a bit like Joe with Tim, was with Tim, you yeah. know, helping Dave Seddon with the coverage of 
Preston North End and then ended up getting my big gig where I was covering um, first senior role on my own where I was covering Fleetwood Town for mm-hmm. the Blackpool Gazette. So I've had <laughs> so many managers, so many like different sort of managers that I've worked with across from non-league to... Um, all aspects of sort of things and now I've got the job at Wolves so yeah it's been a it's been an interesting journey but hopefully people will give me some time and, and hopefully I'll be able to understand what I'm saying <laughs> if not I'll just stick to the writing but um, yeah it, well, it's good oh, fair play and it's, it's great to, it's great to have a, a female to add into the mix I think on the sports desk as well yeah um, you know how difficult is it from you? Obviously, you've had to you've had to graft to get to get where you are, um, especially working League Two with some interesting managers and, and being a female in in, in maybe a, a man's a man's world, so to speak. Is it easy or or difficult? I've never really. I was always because I get asked this quite a bit because everyone, even like in the office the other day, a few of the news reporters came over and started were like, "Oh, you're a female sports reporter," and I was like. Yeah, well done. Yeah, I, I, I'm shocked too. <laughs> but no, I was very fortunate when I started out at Accrington Stanley way back when, when I started my career. There was um, a, a lady who's still going, she's on maternity leave at the moment, called Suzanne Bowden, who um, works for Lancashire Telegraph, covered Burnley, but also covered Accrington, and obviously Danny Robson, who covered Accrington. So I've had a really, um, my introduction to football has been around female writers around women writers there's a strong history of um female sports reporters in lancashire uh, at peony we had when i was covering peony there was hannah broadley who's still there as the press officer she was just starting out too uh, hannah lupton who now works with the bbc so uh, there's a really rich history of um female sports writers in lancashire so for me it's never really been um something that has been an issue it's yeah, more yeah, yeah, yeah. my gob that's yeah. been a massive problem, <laughs> yeah. as you both know. Like, um, I've never really had anything, I don't think, that's... Yeah, Rosie's a bit feisty, by the way, <laughs> yeah. um, if you haven't, if you haven't uh, Sorry, yeah. which you will, yeah. will realise, I think, in yeah. the next few weeks sort of thing. But we like that, we like that, we like, yeah. we like a little bit of feistiness. Yeah, that's what everyone says, she's a, she's a bit fiery, and it's like... Sometimes I think that's taken as a negative. I always like to say if it was, if, if it was, that's one of the comparisons, isn't it? If it was a man, they'd be a bit like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. she's she's just strong-willed. Where it's just like I'm just a bit like scrappy do half of the time. <laughs> yeah, that's what like everyone just calls me. What shall we? I'll be using yeah. that in the next few weeks. Scrappy do, fantastic. Um, oh, yeah. I tell you what, you, you did make me laugh actually. But I mean, to, I thought, like I say, I thought you did a great job in Besiktas. Mm. Um, it must have been a bit different going going to that stadium compared to um, yeah. maybe some of your league two. Uh, League Two grounds, uh, but at the same time, it wasn't really what I was interested in. Was while you were there, it was before because you you stayed overnight at a hotel. We had to get up at ridiculous o'clock, yeah. and um, obviously sometimes we get to expense some meals. Um, obviously when we're going away, which you know we have to eat at some point. So the night before, Rosie gets a little um, a little hotel um, at the airport. I mean it was the wrong terminal, but we won't go into that. That's fine, Rosie. I won't <laughs> let anyone know that. No one's listening. Um, so while I was um, I was having a nice little three course meal, maybe a glass of Pinot Noir. And oh, I do. Yeah. Swabs, what did you expense as your first meal for an Express and Star reporter? Mackies. A Mackies. A Mackies. Absolutely gutted though because the double cheeseburger, the double quarter pound had just come off the menu, hadn't it? Oh, so joking. I got used to it that's the thing you know when Mackey's bring out this like sorry this is going to be sponsored no. by Mackey's soon no it's fine because I absolutely that. Oh, love yeah. it but yeah but they if they turned around and they um, they'd stopped the 
um, double quarter pounder. Oh, you're and joking. I just fell in love with it, and I was like, right, okay, I'm gonna have to. So I just got myself like, you know, listening to the Roger Johnson, the old Goldfinger, I was typing it up. So don't, I was like, well, don't I've stop promoting other podcasts yeah, no, on this no, show. I'm not, I'm We're not, nine minutes into no, the bloody show. I was, I was what they called. I was typing it up for the Express and Star for the yeah. piece that we did, there the previous piece. There we are. Um, and then I was just eating a twenty box of nuggets, and <laughs> <laughs> I had to go for a Big Mac. But yeah, I know Joe was in. Um, you went to a services the other day. Made sure you went to a Mackey's. So yeah, I think yeah. this is going to be a thing going I had, forward. Uh, free internet as well there. Well, well, you're uh, frequenting Bashita, so I went up to mm. Morecambe to watch <laughs> the uh, to watch the Wolves under twenty threes, and I thought, well, I've got to make this trip worthwhile. Yeah, so course. I'll have a Burger King on the way. Yeah, and then a Mackey's on the way back. Wow. So wow. you know, if you're wondering about the journalist lifestyle and whether the, there's a lot of glamour involved, I think you know there, there's your evidence that. Uh, it's all glitz and glamour. Oh, good well, my God. favourite thing was this morning finding out about Joe being accosted in the middle of a Mackie's services on uh, Sandbatch services yeah, by yeah. a familiar face from our office just yeah. due to his coat. Because I pointed out Joe's choice of Wenger coat this morning. Oh, the Wenger coat, yeah. Uh, I saw, you know, Massey and the Albion cowards on, on the way back. Yeah, yeah. They, they were on the way back from Leeds. Yeah. And I was on the way back from. Oh, what know, a reunion. Big hug. Mighty Morecambe. Yeah, big hug. <laughs> I know they, they are an Albion. Albion bunch, but they're, they're a good bunch of lads. So uh, we had a nice uh, civil McDonald's together at about one o'clock in the morning at Sandback Services. Albion are a good bunch of lads. <gasps> um, and Swab, just before before we go, we'll move on to Joe a yeah, little bit. Sorry. Then more of an introductory sh- uh, show with this one, obviously, but we're going we're to get onto the war yeah. stuff in a minute. But I thought, you know, get to know you guys a little bit. You have inherited um, a certain piece of equipment from, our, from, from your predecessor as well. Yeah, I've inherited um, Tim's car. I'm not happy about this. I actually threw my toys out of the pram this why, week. Why? Why? Because it stinks. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how much trouble I'm going to get if I'm going to get like Tim actually suing the programme. But honestly, it's been sent away. The company had to spend £150 on getting it specially cleaned because it, it was that dirty and smelled that bad. And then I've taken it on. And it's been cold these past two de- couple of days. So I put mm. it on picked it up on Monday yeah. took it home I'm not a smoker mm. so to me the smell of smoke is obvious yeah, and honestly it was like getting in a taxi after coming out of Pot World in Preston at 2am in the morning <laughs> that's what it smelled like my drive back it's got oh, better shots have been fired here so, when I went to Spears but yeah it, it absolutely stinks and I'm not happy so next time I see Tim I'll just be like Thanks for the car. Not. <laughs> I'll be honest. So. Sm- smells the the least of your problems. It's the stains you've got to worry about. Oh, right now, to be fair. Don't, don't, it has we'll been cleaned. That. It has been cleaned. <laughs> yeah, at least two or three of them. Uh, Joe, um, obviously, you know, you've been you've been away for for a little bit. Just well, just yeah. just under a week. I mean, to be fair, you didn't miss much. Uh, one nil winner over Besiktas and a two two nil winner over Manchester City. So you picked a good moment yeah, to yeah. go away. But you had a good excuse. Where have you been? What have you been doing? I was uh, in Prague. In Prague. Uh, okay. Prague in the newly named. Uh, Czechia, apparently. Apparently, it's not called Czech Republic anymore. It's called oh, really? Czechia. Yeah, I ain't got a clue. Um, Don't ask me about geography. But yeah, went there. Went there for my uh, stag do. Getting married in March. That's um, unbelievable. Um, yeah, at the age of twenty-two. Twenty-two years um, old. Getting married. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, you do look. A lot older, older, which yeah, helps. I could. I mean, my brother's trying to get me to play for his uh, veterans team on a, on a weekend. <laughs> he's saying, <laughs> "Oh," I'll, I'll, and the, the rule for that is you've got to be thirty-five or over. But he's saying, "Well." You, you could get away, you with, get away with it. Yeah, you could do it. Yeah. Just paint on a few more greys and it would be fine. But, oh, was it, um, what was it like? Then messy. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was pretty messy. Um, just 
three kind of straight days of, of drinking. I haven't had anything <laughs> since I've been back. No. Um, and I don't think I'll have anything for a while. To be no. I'm not a massive drinker anyway, mm. but after like three full days of it, you kind of get sick of it. What was, the, what was the video you showed me at the bar? So we'd gone to this, we'd gone to this bar on the Friday nights. It was called James Dean's. Mm. And we went in on the Friday night and it was about three o'clock in the morning, quite a lot of drinks deep. And we thought, wow, this place is fantastic. Yeah. You know, the music's, the music's great, it's yeah. dead busy. So we thought, right, we'll go back there on the last night, on the Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And we went in there, it was a bit early, it was probably about nine o'clock, and there was no soul in there. Zero. Pretty much zero, mm-hmm. apart from one bloke who goes up to the bar and says, look at this, boys. And they put a helmet on his head, mm-hmm. uh, whack, whack him with a baseball bat, whack the helmet with a baseball bat as they uh, put a chainsaw near his face. Right, excellent. And, uh, and pour down... Uh, Desperados through a funnel into his mouth. Okay. And so I see that and I think, well, I'm with, you know, 15 of my uh, friends on a stag do, yeah. friend, friends and family, and I think, well, I'm in for this now. And, you know, Julie put me up there and, uh, yeah, chainsaw in the face and uh, bin smash on the head as I'm trying to down about the Desperados. It's, so it's, it's all good great, fun. It's a great video. I think, um, I mean, now you're taking over the Instagram account. From a certain Mr. Spears. Yeah, um, we'll, I feel like you need to yeah, post we'll, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it on the Instagram. Yeah, we'll, yeah, get, we'll get it on, on Instagram. We'll get it on there. Just because it's it's hard to explain. Yeah, but when you see, it all makes sense. At Wolves Potty Instagram, at Wolves Potty on Twitter, um, and just give your give your handles as well for Twitter as well if you want to get in touch with with Joe or Rosie. Uh, Joe Edwards underscore star. Uh, it's just at Rosie Swab on Twitter. At Rosie Swab. Um, I must I must say, twenty two years old. Fair play. Oh. That's yeah. unbelievable to get married. When's the big day? March the 6th. What, were you, do- what Fr- were you doing at 22, Swabs? What was I doing at 22? I was working in Morrison's in the cafe, having a mental breakdown. <laughs> but to be fair, Morrison's cafe it. is pretty decent. <laughs> I was a supervisor, though. I was a supervisor. I started out oh, high. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wasn't just... I'd graduated over the time. Marriage, you know? marriage at 22. Yeah. I mean, when I was 22... Oh, well, I will just have turned 23. Okay. okay. It's four, oh, well, it's there, four yeah, days... Yeah. After my uh, 23rd. When I was 22, I was probably also 22 stone. <laughs> the closest I got to a woman at that, that age was probably a tub of Ben and Jerry's, a daily copy of the Daily Sport and a box of tissues. That's probably, uh, probably, <laughs> probably my... Uh, as close as I got to a woman then. Anyway, let's move on. That was our little segment. Getting to know you, getting to know you, all about you. But let's go on to Wolves. Let's go on to Wolves. Let's go on to the boys. It was a massive week. I know it's been a little bit of time um, since since we, we last played. In fact, I'm not, I, I, international breaks do my head in, to be honest. It feels, like it's been, feels like it's been forever. But um, look, we've got to briefly talk about the week the week that was a week ago. Um, three wins, massively needed, of course. Um, I mean, we've talked about that Jota goal as well being, being crucial, really, at Palace, um, just to kind of stop that rot. But three wins, and and all of a sudden things look a little bit rosy. Pardon the pun again, mm-hmm. rosy. But Joe, um, obviously, obviously a huge week for Wolves. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, obviously, I did everyone a favour by not turning up to the uh, <laughs> to the other two, just so they'd definitely win. But um, yeah, it's a great week. Watford, you know, I think we can all kind of agree that they weren't they weren't a, a great shakes to no. be honest. But you've still got to beat what's in front of you. And Wolves were fluid, um, a lot more, a lot more quick. And uh, just acting with kind of playing with more purpose. Besiktas, I mean, you know, Rousey's more qualified as she was there. But I mean, from what I saw on the box, it wasn't it wasn't the most awe-inspiring of performances. But the dug in and the moments of quality at the end, and then City was just basically 
perfection, wasn't it? Really, uh, I don't think he could ask for any more than that. You know, go, just going going to the Etihad and schooling the Premier League champions, and uh, it's funny how things can change in football, isn't it? We were looking at it a few weeks ago, and it was all a bit doom and gloom, and now after these results, it's uh, you know it's good times again, and. Uh, Credit must go to to Nuno and the players for you know sticking by their ways and fully believing in themselves and you know knowing that things would turn and we're going into Southampton this weekend uh, feeling confident and hopefully looking to keep up that hot streak. Yes, yeah, so I mean, what have you um, made of Wolves so far from what you've seen? And obviously, you know, like I say, a really good, a really good week, but it didn't start off too well for you guys. I mean, I think they were both gonna were gonna bin you off because they kept on losing every <laughs> yeah. flipping time. The but, uh, curse, you, yeah. you were getting you were getting some stick, uh, yeah, by the way. Pelters. You were getting some yeah. absolute pelters. <laughs> uh, but you know what? What do you think? Have you been impressed in the last week or so? Have you seen that they, they could recover, or do you think there's still some issues there? Yeah, I think it's one of those where it just takes time. I think we we spoke to Connor Cody, didn't we, the other week about, um, and he mentioned. About when they were sort of in the championship and playing all these games, it's it's been a real since the rise. It's been a a real learning curve this season. Adding the Europa League into the mix, like it's a complete different kettle of fish. We saw Burnley yeah. last year, how big an impact it had on them. You know, after they'd done so well to finish, and then you're looking at a whole new take on the Premier League season. Mm-hmm. Then because you're factoring in these early games and. From the off, Nuno's gone strong. Yeah. You know, how many games are we in and Connor Cody's missed one? You know, that's how strong they've been. And we so start, started a long time ago. I mean, we started yeah. in July with the Asia Trophy and he played obviously full strength there as well. I mean, it's a long time ago. This season has, has taken its toll. And, you know, you look at the table now, mm. they're 11th in the table. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're a point ahead of Man United, they're a point behind Spurs, they're, they're four points off uh, Leicester City in fourth. Um, I think that, that, okay, obviously they were on a poor run, but at the same time, if you'd given us this, you'd given us maybe, you know, where they are in the Europa League, and they were decently placed after that Bajiktas win. Um, you know, 11th in the league, but, but obviously in touching distance with, with the top four, the top six. I think we'd have probably taken it, wouldn't we, at the start of the season? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, 11th in the league, obviously three points on the board in the, the Europa League, and progression in the uh, Carabao as well, setting up a you now a pretty mouth-watering tie with Villa. Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the two sides are kind of set up for that one, because you you kind of think they'll probably be a bit more fringy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, 11th in the league, and I, I said it in the comment piece a few weeks ago, if you finish in the top 10 and get to the knockout stages, oh. you're out, but that's, yeah. that's, that's dreamland, really. Yeah. It's got to be the aim for me. The whole aim, I think we we're, were all talking about this when we are in um, Turkey. We were sat there... We had a really nice, lovely sea view, and we were oh, just yeah. talking wolves, nice you know. Meal, yeah, yeah it was lovely, sat wasn't there it? having some kebabs. Sorry, I mean, Joe. Morgan Beach was, was beautiful anyway. Well, yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's got the most sea defences in one place in the whole of the UK, Morgan Beach. Knowledge. What? That is there absolute knowledge, by the way. Yeah. Most sea defences. Like, it is a beautiful place. I used to have my, when I worked at Morrison's in Morgan. Used to have my lunch on the beach. There you are. Connections everywhere. What do you what do you think the food swaps compared to back back at home? What the food in Turkey? Well, no, food in Wolverhampton. Oh, it's it's one of those. I can't drink the water, can I? Why? Because the water changes once you get past crew. So I have to have black coffee. The water changes. Yeah, you you can have like hard and soft water, can't you? Yeah, I know, but I didn't realise that the water changes past crew. Yeah, I don't well, do any, it's any like, water. It's I like when you go <laughs> south and you just can't. Well, yeah, we aren't posh like you. No, it? no, of course but not. But no. the water changes, so you have to be careful. Like, I can't have a proper brew. Right, okay. So, so what do you have, have then? I just have black coffee because you can't taste black coffee. You just have the caffeine, aren't you? It's just like, <laughs> give it to me. That's why I have an espresso, isn't it? <laughs> 
Give me um, the caffeine. Just give me the caffeine. <laughs> yeah, no, <Sorry>. I mean, <laughs> oh the, um, it is going to be interesting that Villa game, uh, like yeah. you say, especially with. Um, I mean, it's a busy week. They've got. They've got. Um, we're, we're going to uh, to Bratislava, myself and yeah, Joe. We're going to be going yeah. that trip uh, next week. And then they've got Newcastle Sunday. Oh. Then they're against Villa, and then mm-hmm. they've got Arsenal away. So I'm going to put this to it in, in a poll the other night or last week. The thousand votes. I said trips to Newcastle and Arsenal, sandwiched in between a Carabao clash with Villa. Would you rather draw both of the Premier League games and beat Villa, or win both and lose to Villa? Um, 68% said they'd rather win both and lose to Villa. 32% said they'd rather beat Villa and and draw both. I mean, I can see, and maybe I'm wrong, it's going to be great support, but I can see Nuno very much putting a second string out yeah. against Villa. Oh, okay. Villa going pretty strong, yeah. knowing that that's at, you know they've got a quarter potential quarterfinal on the horizon and, and Wolves have got bigger fish to fry. And Nuno's not one for, um, you know keeping up appearances he's more about what's the most important thing for him I mean maybe, maybe you guys disagree maybe you might, they might think he might go well, all strong against Villa in a diamond. Nuno's Carabao Cup record speaks for itself doesn't he he tends to make about seven at least seven eight changes I mean the, the, you know, the team for Reading was pretty much wholesale so yeah I'd, I'd be surprised if there weren't at least you know five or six for Villa yeah to be fair, though, I do think the changes are really important when you look at the schedule going forward. Oh, gotcha. Because you've got to think about the minutes that Bennett got under his belt the other day in the Carabao Cup game, like how important they were for the fact that he just is able to jump off the bench at Man City and just play and put in a performance like he did. That's the thing. It's giving Gibbs White a chance to stake his claim. It's giving the other youngsters a chance to. I think it was Neto the other week, didn't it? That you know put his case forward for a starting spot. You know this is a chance. I I don't sometimes as a football fan growing up when I used to watch Blackburn, my dad used to hate it. He used to not go to cup games because he hated Blackburn when, fan Rosie. Uh, yes, yes, I'm a bottom fan. <laughs> um, my dad used to hate it when you know they made mass changes because he's like, I want to watch my first team, but we weren't necessarily in a European competition like Wolves are. And this is now with the small squad that Nuno's got, the players that are on that bench need 90 minutes under the belt. The likes of John Ruddy, if something happens to Patricio, yeah. you need those players to be ready to do what Bennett did the other week. You need to give them a chance. They need minutes. They need proper match environment and it's a great platform for the youngsters to get in there and just for even the other week Neves you know hadn't been starting regularly so he got some minutes you know it's a really good platform for these changes for Nuno to say right get yourself in this team because at the moment we were not thinking about an exciting season but the way that the Europa League is setting up it looks like we're going to have one hell of a season on our hands yeah. for Europe and the, the priority for me is Europe I've got, I've got a funny feeling that they might do something special this year in Europe I really do I just think mm. the way it's that, that I can't I can't state enough how big that last that last minute goal was in oh, Besiktas huge it's just massive on, mm. and I know obviously there's a long way to go in that, in that group but I'd be absolutely stunned stunned if Wolves don't get through that group now especially with the draw in the other game as well and the point away they've got, they've got Bratislava away in home now mm. you know you've got to think absolutely minimum you think well I would say absolutely minimum they're going to get four points in those two games and I think they'll, I think they'll win both of them to be honest yeah. um, mm. but you know you do that you're in pole position I think I think it's great and then you know you could you could hopefully be in a position where 
come the last game, the last game or last couple of games, not you can put, take your foot off the gas, of course, but at the same time, you can put yourself in a great position where maybe you could have qualification all wrapped up before the last game, even after losing that first game against Braga. But but we shall see. Uh, look, we've got some great questions coming up. Um, lots of people want to ask plenty of the newbies um, a few interesting conundrums. Let's get straight on with them. Um, uh, Rosie, question for you from, from Nag at KingWolf84. Uh, it would be good to ask at Rosie Swab, um, what were the first impressions covering Wolves? Um, what, what were your first impressions first first couple of weeks? Well, surprisingly, it was positive. Um, surprisingly? <laughs> yeah, because, of that, because of the research. Well, when you take on a new job, you, you research, you speak to people. I, I asked around, asked a, a few local journalists um, about what was going on. I messaged Joe asking, like, it wasn't Joe who, who gave the sort of, neg- not negative impression. There was a lot of negativity around um, the sort of, from a journalist point of view, quotes-wise, as to what Nuno provides in his press conference. A lot of people saying, you know, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough battle. Excuse the pun, yeah. because of the way that sometimes Nuno answers questions, where he just says, if you'll ask him about um, an opponent, he'll just say, oh, it'll be a tough test and stuff like that. This is go to so, it. Yeah. Yeah. So I went into it with a bit of like, oh, I'm going to really struggle here. I'm going to end up with you know bare bones from the manager because I was used to having a manager in Joey Barton that was a 30 minute press conference every oh, week oh Joey I bet you've so, got some stories that you might not be able to repeat about Joey probably yeah <laughs> uh, so it was I was going in from that so I was really prepared also about the Premier League and, and how different it is from League One level and non-league because I also did a lot of work in non-league I was honed that it would be a big step up but not only that but the way that you get your content the way that the access is you're just in one of the biggest things that I have found taking on this role is the quick turnaround in the press conference because mm. I'm used to having the manager brought up to me and BBC Radio Lancashire and the player brought up and then suddenly I think it was at Crystal Palace where I was like literally writing up a match report sat in the thingy and Joe's like looking at me like Nuno's going to be there so yeah. I've had to run yeah. literally in my ridiculous high heels in wet weather <laughs> like, I just absolutely stomped down like that's me like just walking around anywhere isn't it with my ridiculous shoes and then um, get there and then the turnaround is so very quick, quick very and quick. you can't even think so you're literally going from a 90 minute mm. match where you've done your match report you've done your analysis and then suddenly you're thrown into a questioning in. so all those little things and Nuno straight out as well so you're yeah. like bang 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 and yeah. then the mix zone is a big thing for me as well I'm not used to a mix zone I'm used to having quite a lot of access to my players mm. and getting to know t- my players and have a phone number or two that you can maybe yeah, give them a call. Yeah, just even even just a bit more like that. It was because when Uve was in charge, Uve Rosler was in charge at Fleetwood. I was able to speak to him on the phone. I didn't have the same sort of access with Joey. His bodyguard was always present, not because of me, because I was like some deemed some big threat, but just in case, like opposition fan with his profile just yeah, knowing. Yeah, yeah. So there was always a, a bodyguard um, called the Frog. It was, the Frog. It, he's great. He's great. He's a frog. Shout out to the frog, I miss him. I do miss him. Shout out to the frog, brilliant. <laughs> uh, he's great. Um but yeah, so it, it was it's I've gone from a, a bit of a you know, environment where it was not easy to get my quotes and stuff like that, to an environment where your questions you you've got to wait, you've got T V going first, mm-hmm. and then straight after that you've got the big time nationals who just throw questions in and then suddenly and then I'm sat there sometimes going, hold on, we've had like five minutes on the game and that we're looking at 
filling a paper, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So yeah, it's been a big, it's been a big step up, a big leap. And um, but I have been impressed by some of the quotes that Nuno's given us because I was like I say, I went into it expecting not a lot from him, and. I think when your expectations are low, Pretty low yeah, you get, yeah you then get you go in. Surprised. So I've been like, oh, he's answered that. And you know what I mean? Because you know, people have said, oh, he won't answer that. And then he has, or he's batted stuff off. But, you know, it's been, for me, it's been quite a positive. From, good stuff, good stuff. Know. Right, we'll get through a few more questions, uh, quick fire questions as well, because so, I want to I get to a few of them. Um, Thomas Duffy, Duffmeister, Duffman, you can't get enough. Duffman. Of that wonderful Duff. Is Harry Maguire, if Harry Maguire is worth £80 million, then how much is Willy Bolly worth? At least 50. At least 50. Uh, He's a player at the peak of his game. Yeah. Um, uh, how much was it, Maguire? 80. I think he's better than Harold. I'd rather have, uh, have Willy Bolly. Honestly, Willy Bolly, when he wants to be, um, yeah. Because at times, let's be honest, he can let it slip. Sometimes uh, we saw it at Everton. His his mm-hmm. his temperament got the better of him. But when Willie Bolly is fully at it, he's I'm only thinking of maybe Van Dyke and possibly one or two others mm-hmm. that I can't really think of off the top of my head. Like I'm thinking Van Dyke is is unquestionably I'd say I'd have Van Dyke in my team over Bolly, but otherwise. I can't, think, I can't really think of anyone. I think he gets in every Premier League side. I mean, I put this on Twitter. Uh, well, look, imagine Van Dyke and Bolly. I know. Unbelievable. Absolutely. That'd, that'd be quality, wouldn't he? Huge. Huge. Uh, you, um, you can see why Arsenal, Tottenham, etc. are, mm. are being linked now. 47, yeah, with, with some disgusting figure like £20 million. £20 million, million doubling your money? Oh, You're kidding me. Absolutely embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I, put, I put a poll out. Um, early Wolves play of the season so far. Bolly topped it. Um, 1,500 votes. 47%, Triori 43%. So very close, and that's probably the, the outstanding two. A few shouts for, for Patricio, um, a couple of shouts for Johnny, but I think I think Bolly and Triori for me has been the standout so far. Triori pips it for me. Yeah, mm. interesting, very interesting. We'll probably come into that um, in depth a little bit later on. Right, okay, uh, Matt Cooper, Nando Sauce, what heat do you all go for? I'm a medium kind of guy. Medium. I'm not about Nando's. You're not about Nando's, really? I, I, I think medium's just right. It's not too spicy. It's a bit of tang there, but mm. you can enjoy the flavour of the chicken as well. Not really Nando's. Well, Mackey's no. more than Nando's. I'm a bit more Chiquitos. Like, I like my Mexican. No, Chiquitos? Yeah. They're still kicking around Chiquitos, are they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I like a Taco yeah, right, Bell. Okay. I have one in Barcelona. That's wow. amazing. Bring wow. it to Wolves. Wow. Just, you know, beautiful, beautiful pile in there. Now, straight to Taco Bell. Fantastic Wolves. <laughs> no, exactly what we're getting here. Uh, Paul Taylor, brown sauce or red sauce? Red. Swabs. Red. Yeah, Depends what on though as well. It's yeah. quite controversial. I'm not really a brand brand sauce guy, to be honest. Wolves fancast, and there's a lot of sauce sauce questions here. Yeah. Um, the only induction question required for Joe and Rosie: sauces in the fridge or in the cupboard? I think this is going to go down badly, but in the fridge. In the fridge. I'm in the fridge as well. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think so as well. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. three, three way. Three yeah. way. Um, I can't say three way anymore, can I? <laughs> Moving on anyway, quickly. Oh, dear. Uh, Mystic Kev at Kev. Oh, we love a bit of Kev, don't Kev we? Kev G. Wolf. Oh, yeah, Kev G. Wolf. Come on, Kev. Have you, have we, you love, had, we, we love Kev. Kev. Kev sings sings some fantastic songs oh, does uh, each week. Yeah. And have you had no, one yet? We love we love Kev. We do we, we do love, love Kev. Kev. Maybe Kev, if he's listening to this, we'll we'll sing a song for you, Rosie. Maybe oh, before pre Southampton and Kev. put it on there. It's very good. It's top, very good. Top, top man, man, Kev. Oh, good good yeah. on the Twitter. He's Kev. Yeah, we he like, is. Um, we like Kev. Do you think Jean Matinia will sign his new contract? So we we talked yes. about him being offered, but you think he'll sign yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think he'll sign it. Yeah. Swarbs. 
Yeah, yeah, I think he will. Uh, he's all, been... all signs are pointing towards you, unless it's you know a dramatic U-turn. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he has been he has been superb. I, I mean, I, I do think well, last season especially, I don't think he's hit the heights yet this year. But at the same time, he is very very important. I, I think whatever contract he does sign, obviously, is going to be his last big contract. I feel that he will be used maybe in a smaller capacity next season going yeah. forward you're going to have to pick your, pick your moments to start him or do you think he's got maybe another year of doing what he's doing uh, now possibly another year but I'll, if it's not January next summer I think you've got to look at buying a, a central midfielder Def- mm. definitely I think, I, think that's, I think that's the area Cent- centre mid and the centre half Matthew Scriven Scrivo Scrivo great to have you back Scrivo how refreshing was it to hear the analysis of match of the day two the other week being how good Wolves were and not how bad City were like the narrative so often is Lovely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joe's ten pints deep by now. I didn't see, it, but it's it's nice. It's nice to it's nice it. when you didn't see it or you couldn't see by that point. <laughs> uh, both, um, but yeah, I'm happy that Wolves get the credit they deserve because Wolves, as I say, just completely schooled City that day. They were fantastic. I mean, I, I think. Look. I understand that, that, that Wolves people sometimes get frustrated that Wolves don't get enough credit or or a smaller smaller side inverted commas um, you know compared to to a big club but that's that's a big story Man City losing so you've got to yeah. you've got to concentrate on that as well to a certain extent I understand people having a gripe when when maybe sides like Wolves don't get enough credit but I think they've got I think I think the media have been pretty pretty good on Wolves I think over yeah the last year and, and the half. top six is like the global appeal isn't it and, 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 and no matter whether you love it or hate it, it it's going to continue to be that way but at least in these circumstances where Wolves have been the better team un- unquestionably at least they get the credit they deserve Richard Roten who has the best music taste we know for a fact it won't be Judah. What are you joking oh. about? Swarbs, what's your what's your what's your music go to? Um, I'm a bit of an ABBA one. Oh, I don't mind a bit of ABBA, by the way. Yes, yeah. I love a bit of ABBA. Well, we drive quite a lot, don't we? So I was having a bit of a, a chilled one this morning because mm. it's about an hour for my commute. Mm. So a bit of dancing wa- queen. Well, no one bit through Le Vus. Oh, yeah, Le that's yeah. me. Uh-huh. Yeah, completely. Yeah, no, we're getting a bit partridge now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit, I'm a bit abba. I'm a bit like cheese. I just like mm. to kind of chuck something on and not really think. Pop world are going to be know. in touch, aren't they? Pop world oh, are they coming better be. in touch. They better be. I listened to a bit of Prince in the car yesterday Ooh. whilst tucking into a KFC on KFC car park. <laughs> that's that's what you do when you day off, you know. Go, go and get a KFC, <laughs> listen to a bit of Prince. Prince in a bargain bucket? Yeah. <laughs> in the car park? <laughs> Yeah, it, he's got it, a wedding to say for. Come yeah, on. What, yeah, one of his lesser known tunes. Uh, it's it, it's going to be lonely. Give it a listen. Mm. Really, pretty good tune. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Club. quite so, quite quite funky. So we've had a bit of a sad environment though. What, what do you mean? You mean a KFC the, car park? No, the listen, song. Listening to it, it's going to be lonely whilst eating chicken. Are you on your own? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Joe spends his day off sat in a KFC car park listening to a print song entitled It's Gonna Be Lonely. Unbelievable. With a bargain bucket, was it? Fug Life. A what? Fug Life. Well, no. Oh, okay. just, just, just living the life, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I went to go and see in the, in the international break. I went to go and see Little Mix uh, in Ireland, yeah. as you do. Little Mix have got some tunes, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the missus, uh, missus doing a great job. She's, she's been, she's been away for two and a half months with them now. So uh, I've got another month and a half without her. So I went to go and see her for a night in Ireland. I must admit, though, I never met them before. Lovely girls went to go to the Guinness factory. They shut the Guinness factory down for us. We got a private tour. I tell you what, it's a different world. I mean. It is a different world. I've been around in and around footballers and back in the yeah. Borough days and going out with them. 
you know, you can have a relatively normalish life and go out. These these girls literally they have to get knocked on the door. The security have to walk them out. They're straight in a cab, screaming fans outside. I thought it were for me, they weren't. They were for them. Unbelievable. <laughs> Guinness factory, whole Guinness factory shut down. Um, private tour all over the place. Uh, get whatever you want. Went to the gift shop. Everybody just get whatever you want. Don't have to pay for it. It's incredible. Went to go into the Joker movie. They shut down Cineworld for us. We had our own private cinema. And they got, I'm not joking, they got eat what you want, free pick and mix. They all got these what those what? disgusting rollover hot dogs you get. They had M&Ms. They, had the, they got through the whole thing and the stick thing. Why are the rich people getting yeah. the stuff for free? That's why the rich stay rich, isn't it, Joe? Look at Judith. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Boom, boom. Sorry. Uh, it's okay, I'll take Which it. Which are you double dating with then? Because obviously there's some interesting couples there, isn't there? You know, there's the Ox and there's Perry. There's the Ox, yeah, yeah. There's Chris Hughes and yes. Jesse. Great sk- you know, you know, he's, he's a golfer a, as well, isn't he? Massively into his horse racing as well. Oh, right. Fantastic skin he's got, by the way. Just really? Unbelievable skin. Like Almost like, you know, you have your HD like look. He, he's got incredible, incredible skin. And obviously, you've got Mr. Grey as well, who you've interviewed. Yeah. Andre Grey, yeah. yeah. Who's, who's yeah. one of the girls. Only Jade who hasn't got, hasn't got the boyfriend. But no, honestly, everyone, absolutely lovely. Can't speak highly of them. Deserve all the success. Anyway, moving on. Less Little Nicks, more Wolves. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jackie. 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 Yeah. Look at that. Easy, easy. Let's not. I did have to. No disclaimers signed, though. It's okay. Uh, we'd, love to sign, <laughs> we'd love to see Nuno be offered a new contract. Uh, not heard any mention of this. Surely this has to happen, says Jackie. I mean, they signed an improved deal, didn't they? Not too yeah. long ago. But, I mean, do you think it's the time now where they're going to try and get him to, like, a, a ridiculously long contract or, or what? Yeah, Nuno, he's so much day by day and month by month and things like that that long term kind of stuff doesn't really it's not really in his mantra and I don't think it'll necessarily be something he'll be necessarily clamouring for mm. like you know knocking on the door where's my new contract where's the new contract so I think it'll all come in good time mm. um, you know we see how these big contracts can kind of go away with can't we what was it Pardew got that eight year one at Newcastle I think clubs after seeing how badly that went are, uh, are quite reluctant to give managers such long term deals but I, I, I wouldn't worry about that I think it'll it'll, it'll come as and when uh, a few questions um, about uh, Jeff Shee looking for further investment by the sale of some shares. I mean, we're looking into that, aren't we? The yeah, we are, wanna, yeah. There'll probably be some, some more stuff on that, yeah. I think, in the future. Um, Benjamin Middleton, what do you do with Morgan Gibbs-White? Rosie, what, have you, what do you make of Morgan Gibbs-White so far? Obviously, you know, touted, um, highly, highly touted to be you know, uh, the next big thing. Um, hasn't quite worked out for him, has it? Yeah, it's, it's one of them for me, coming in from the outside straight away. I've just gone... Why hasn't this kid gone on loan? Mm. It seems so black and white for me that he should be literally sent straight out to a championship club in January, get him some experience, get him some game time, get him regular minutes under his belt. Because I think I, I turned around to you the other day and I went, I've just looked through his stats for some research we were doing. And he made his debut about three or four years yeah. ago. And he's still at that stage where it's... He's breakthrough season. He's still breaking through, breaking through, breaking through. And you're thinking, you've, you've got your chance all that time ago, back when they were in the championship, and he should have kicked on. And that is not his fault, because he's not had the opportunities, of course, the way Wolves have gone, and Wolves have developed since he's broken through in the team. You know, circumstances have kind of punished him in that sort of respect. Yeah. And we all know that Nuno thinks really, really highly of him and doesn't necessarily want to send him out on loan so that he ends up picking up bad habits or can't play in the system or the way or the style that he wants to play. 
So I don't actually think we will see him go out on loan. But I think for his development, you send him to a club in the Championship, you say, right, these are what we brought him up on the, the way of playing, and you say, right, give him regular game time, and he just needs regular 90 minutes physical men's football to be able to because we see flashes of his brilliance we we saw flashes I think was it against Braga some of those long field yeah. cross field balls where you're thinking look he's got it and you can see that he's got it he just needs to uh, learn well, look at Tammy Abraham at Chelsea you know he's had a few land spells yeah. he scored yeah. the goals at Bristol City mm-hmm. scored a yeah. few at Swansea Villa and now look at him he's, he's the main man for Chelsea he was like absolutely fantastic against yeah. Wolves so yeah. it, it, you look it, at Harvey Barnes and how he's, he's yeah on, exactly yeah. it's not it's not it's not like it's, it's not a slight is it it's not a condemnation no. it's, it's, it's saying go yeah. on yeah. Do, do, show us what you can do and come back better for it yeah. um, last couple of questions then um, sorry we didn't get to all of them uh, if Wolves Jamie Walter said if Wolves have to sell one of their Prospects next year to raise funds to be put back into transfers. Who do you reckon goes? Neves, Jota, or another? Percy Hook, neither go, but from a return perspective, these two will probably make the most profit. If I had to choose someone to go over one of the, the big few, let's say the big four or five, I would probably say Ruben Neves. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think he's dropping deeper and deeper and deeper. I think he has shown improvement, and obviously, we know how good he is. Um, in and around the edge of that box, um, but I don't know whether he's high, more highly regarded than maybe he's shown with other clubs. I think when people, especially not doing their research about Wolves, they all go, oh, "Nevers is the Nevers best is player." The man. But yeah. I think that's such an easy cop out. Well, yeah. really, if you if you've watched Wolves, not just not just this season, but but back in the last season as well, I would say that he, you know, if he can command a fee. Of let's say because you know he's obviously still very young. He's in full Portuguese international now and playing regularly now. 40, 50, 60 million pounds. I think you'd be hard pressed to, mm. to, to to not turn that down. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Jota's like a complete game changer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he's fit, he's he's, he's Wolves' best player for me. Um, so yeah, I think Jota. You if you want to be kind of hitting those heights, Jota Bolly, you need to keep. I yeah, think, they want to keep them at all costs. I think Neves is probably he's a, good, he's a great player, like when 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 he's at his mm. best. But I think he's the most replaceable of of, of the bunch. I'd say. Mm. I think when you're talking money-wise, though, when you're talking saleable assets, I think we've already kind of had this discussion early on about how much Willie Bolly would sell for. I think he's the one that you're going to have to sit there. And be taking the bids and looking and weighing up your options and going, right, is there someone that we can bring in that will replace him? Because I think that is the area. He's the one that I can see being picked up by another Premier League club. But then you're talking, when you talk of Jota and Neves, you think of the foreign markets, you think of, you look at Italy, you look at Spain, and you think, all right, okay those are the markets that will probably come in for big money for them but I honestly think that it this season will be a season where Wolves are going to be really tested on the resolve with bowling not these stupid figures of 20 million proper figures yeah absolutely fair play and like you say Rose I think you're very very you're correct in what you say is that is that everyone has got a price end of the day you know and and, and if, if a club wants you and a club really wants you and they're paying 20 30 40 million pounds over the odds mm-hmm. you know I mean you look at I know Southampton we're going to talk to some of the guys later on but they've sold players for ridiculous amounts of money over the years mainly to Liverpool but you know if you've got someone paying that kind 
kind of top dollar money for players, it's very difficult. And you know, then on top of that, you've got agents, you've got players who maybe want the move. They're maybe potentially doubling their wages because I don't think Wolves are paying a ridiculous amount in wages to, to some of these players. But if you're, you know, if you're saying to, to Willy Bolly, oh, go and get two hundred grand a week somewhere, then all of a sudden you're not going to say, oh no, I'm happy where I am. You know, it's 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 difficult, and that's 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 the price of what success comes with Wolves and with and with a team like them and, and that's why I think playing the Europa League is, is very very important hopefully they do well there to keep them right okay um, we said we've got um, some new segments this week and also going forward in the podcast um, Mr Steve Ball he's going to be with us mostly um, every other week hopefully hopefully every week it just depends whether he's on holiday playing golf or not uh, but we've got an amazing segment coming up um, I explained it here I spoke to Bully uh, Shea Bull earlier on this week and here is is the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend. So, I am delighted to welcome a new special guest to the show. He's going to be coming on fairly regularly. It is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Steve Bull, M-B-E. Welcome to the poddy. And you've done the live poddy, Steve. You did the live poddy, the second one with Tomo. Yep. So you know what this is about. Yep. And now we're great. We've signed you up to become, um, to become one of our, our guest, guest panel people. So I'm signed up. Yeah, well, he's signed a up. Contract. I haven't signed a contract for ages. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Have you not seen the amount we're paying you to do this? I haven't, mate. It's no, no, I don't see it. It's unbelievable, The zeros, it's ridiculous. There's, there's, there's no Is numbers before the zero. Before yeah, zeros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so what we're going to do with Bully, um, which, you know, we, we can talk about the past, we can talk about the games and stuff, but we want something a little bit different. So we've yeah. come up with, well, I've come up with a little segment. We're going to be doing it about fortnightly. And it is called, everybody knows Dear Deirdre. You used to buy the sun back in the day. Yeah. They used to see the problem columns. You used to read it out. I can remember going, when I was playing cricket, you used to go and buy the sun. You've know, got, got the youngest the youngest kid to go and... Just to read that. Just to buy this. Well, it's page three no, as well. No, just to read that, because you're sad. <laughs> it's a bit of page you're three. sad, you've well, got I did. a lot of problems. Page three and Deirdre. <laughs> Dear Deirdre, that was, that was the way forward. Anyway, Dear Deirdre, gone. Thing of the past. For this podcast, it's going to be Dear Bully. So we want we want all of you to send in your personal problems to Bully, whether it's football-related or not. Oh, man, you're going to open a can of worms yeah. here. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. So if you've got, if you've got, if you've got, you know, obviously we don't have to name names. It yeah. can just be a person. Yeah. But we want them to write in podcast.expressandstar.co.uk um, and this legend will give you his advice, whether, I don't know, you got to get to the match, but you got your brother's wedding on the same day. What do you do? Things Make sure like they're that. clean as well. Make sure they're okay. They're down the line, down the line, down the bit. Because <laughs> my assumptions in life to some things are, are wicked and stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I'll give you my best well, opinion. Exactly, anyway. exactly. You know, um, it, you know, it can it can be football related. It can be I don't know. Um, Someone with your car, something like that. So yeah. it's, uh, the dog, the it, garden, it, whatever, the, anything. The garden, anything. the dog. You know, my, my wife sits in the South Bank. My, 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 my yeah. mistress is in the Steve Ball. What do I do? Yeah. I don't want them to meet. Oh, all these kind of fantastic scenarios um, that you've got. I mean, you know, my, my partner thinks Wolves is the priority, you know, relationship advice. Bully, yeah. you're going to be there giving these yes. people important advice. It could be life-changing. It could be, but my, my opinion isn't the only one. <laughs> so, but I'll give you my best opinion. It's the only one. 33 it's years the... at Wolves and being alive for 54 years, I'll give you my best opinion on what I think is best. It is the most important opinion. It's the only opinion that matters. No holes barred. I don't care what you've got. Mm. Steve Ball will answer your conundrums. But 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 first of all, for the first one, I want to talk a little bit about Wolves, of course. Yeah. Um, look, it was all doom and gloom going into that Palace game. Uh, four defeats in four, staring down. Then Jota scores that that late equaliser, and then all of a sudden, Bully, yeah. we're eleventh in the table, 
four points away from Champions League spots. What, what, what was all the moaning? What was all the complaining about? <laughs> Don't start that Champions League that lock again. We only just started the season. Uh, what can I say? You know, I think... Uh, you know, I think I said in the Express and Star about the Boo Boys. Oh, plug, like it, the, like the it. Boo boys, yeah. uh, the Boo Boys, and uh, I went, why are they booing him? as a good and good and the road? What's the Albion for my boo? You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, like it. And I just thought, well, you know what I mean? Give them a chance. You ain't going to kick off uh, the, the, the way we finished last season. It takes a bit of time. Mm. You know, they've had a break. They've had a, they've had a rest. They've got to get the mind settled. Well. And now they're back into the normal pattern now, what Nuno wants them to do. And uh, as you say, turn the corner. A week makes a lot of difference. He could either put you on your backside or could lift you in cloud nine. It's one of them. And it's turned us around now. And uh, being the Europa League, I know you're going to think like you, you're like the others. Is it getting in the way? Are they getting tired? What's happening? The only thing that can happen to them is like tiredness in the head. You know yeah. what I mean? Not yeah. physical, mental. Mental mental tiredness in the head. Because physically, that should be at the peak. Mm. That's it. So, yes, the, the Europa League, yes, Wolves fans are probably going to not like me for this, but I wish we was out of it. You I do? wish we was out of it, yeah. To concentrate in the league, getting the top seven, top six places because it's a distraction. But on the other hand, we haven't been in Europe for that many years. Everybody yeah. is enjoying it. Everybody who can get tickets is going wherever they go, Turkey or wherever they're going to, whatever. They're all enjoying it. So I can't, I can't, I can't say anything. Sure, surely, believe when you say when you're going to Bajiktas and you, you, you know, you're going to Turin and you, you're pulling out these results. I mean, that's great, you know, in these big stadiums. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's just me, but you think you, you'd, you'd rather just be out of it and just concentrate yeah, on the league. I think on the football side. Yeah, I mean, you'll think of the fan side, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and getting your free holidays off the Express to start again. Ah, easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> I just booked a nice hotel actually for. Uh... <laughs> For the game on the game next Wednesday. No, but it's just I think everybody's got their own opinion. Like I say, we're going to do this on opinions, my opinions. Yeah. It won't always be the best opinion. Might not always be the same opinion as anybody else. Mm. But uh, my opinion, the Wolves. I mean, yes, I know you want to get That's the what final. You're here for. That's you what you want to get the final. I do, I do. Yeah, I know you do. You'll be there the I'll final there as well. Final, yes, It'll be a week's long holiday for you. I'm not going to these Mickey Mouse ones where you can, <laughs> I don't know, never come back or whatever happened or whatever. But slow and practice away. But no, you know, it's, it's good for the club. It's, yeah. it's brilliant for the club. And uh, I think if we we hadn't won the last two games, then I'd, I'd start getting wooded. Yeah. That's the only thing, I'd really start getting wooded. We've kicked on now, we're in a good place now, we've got mm. Southampton coming up, so come on, let's give it a go. Yeah, exactly. And look, you look at some of the teams that are above us in this table, you know, Bournemouth, Burnley, Palace. I mean, they've done all right, haven't they? But there's no reason why, if they beat teams like Southampton, which is what they've struggled to do, yeah. teams where they're now expected to go and win. It's all, all well and good going to Man City and winning, but these are the type of teams, including Southampton, where if you're really going to do well this year, you need to beat teams like that at home, don't you? Yeah, you do. I think uh, the teams that uh, are going to be in the mix, if you know what I mean, between 6th and 12th, uh, mm. you know what I mean? They're the teams that you've just reeled off that we've got to beat. Uh, last year, we struggled against the lower teams, and uh, hopefully this year, yeah, I mean, it's going to the table's going to turn. Mm. It was a great result against Man City. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I thought uh, there was loads of stick in the paper. Sorry, the expression start again, Whoa. saying that Man City were tired, they haven't got the right team out. Why do they give some credit? Yeah, yeah. Why do they give Wolves some credit to well, say? Well, we, we slugged them off. Yeah. No, no, those oh, they they just to say we weren't on our day. Oh, right, yeah, Wolves yeah, yeah. were on the day. Yeah, they were, Wolves yeah. were, they, they, they stopped them playing mm. and counteracted and, and attacked them and got the goals they deserved and I thought it was a brilliant result. Traore, um, I mean, I put a tweet out about Traore, I think after the Palace game, he did an interview. And I think he was, for me, arguably, before even before the Man City game, he's been one of the players of the season, but he still divides opinion. That must be, for him, as a confidence kind of a play that we've seen, yeah. huge. He keeps sterling out the game 
as a right wing back and then to be moved and then up go top forward and score goodness two goals. me that's huge surely that, it that... is it's going to do it's going to do his confidence a world of good you know I think because he's had some doubters you know I mean people have been on his back saying he's too quick he's don't think about it the end product or whatever you know he's just showed him there then he's done a job on Raheem Sterling stopped him playing stopped him running and then on the other hand goes upstairs up, up, upstairs and say up, up top yeah. and scores two cracking goals which I thought that was great goals yeah. I thought yeah you got to score goals he took them absolutely brilliant so fair play to him he stood there and thought well yeah I'll give it you back now that's it boom absolutely especially as someone like you know and someone like Catroni who's, who's still searching for, for his, his finishing touch he needs something like that doesn't he to get his confidence going he does <clears throat> excuse me Catroni I think he's a great striker I think he's absolutely unbelievable he reminds me a bit of myself when I first came to the club very raw uh, a bit immature sometimes all he needs to do is settle down once he gets his first goal because in my eyes he's trying too hard Right. we can see him on the pitch he's trying and trying and trying too hard to get it once he gets the one or the two He'll have a roll and he'll get off and running. I mean, he'll score some goals for Wolves. So that's interesting you say he's unbelievable because I, I mean, from my point of view, and obviously, like I say, you, you obviously, um, you know what you're talking about when it comes to a striker. I haven't been that impressed. So, so why? What have you seen that you think that he is he is that good? How can he be that good? I can see. I can see the hunger. Right. I can see the hunger in his eyes and the hunger in his passion. The way he's running on the field, he runs the channels, he chases defenders, he comes back as well. But it's just that immaturity at the moment that he's yeah. got to get out of his head to say, "Listen, I'm bigger and better than this. I'll do my job up there." And I mean, carry on chasing. Yeah. Can't do it doing. But he'll get one mm. and he'll go boom. I know he will. I know he will. Okay. Good stuff. Um, I want to come back to just just before we go. Um, the the criticism that 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 and there was a lot of criticism going into that bad run. Now there's two schools of thought here, and I'm not sure which which way it is. That there's one that says, look, look where we've been. You know, we've come from mm. League One here. Look what it is. Why why are we having a go? Why are fans having a go at each other? Mm. Why are fans having a go at the team? Be happy with the way you are. It's an incredible journey. But then there's another school of thought. Is look, we've got up here now. They're not, they, we can't not criticise them if they're playing poorly and they've made you know that we, we have to move on we have to say we're a big yeah. club now we're one of the top clubs in the Premier League and they're, they're allowed to criticise yeah. do, do you think that which, which way do you see it? I just think they've got the right to, to moan or to groan or to boo or to whatever we don't like it we don't like it but uh, as you say we've all got opinions you mean like you say we've come a long long way over the last few years and this year is still another learning curve for you it's our second year you know what I mean we could uh, I keep saying that the Burnley and the certain people that the second season syndrome. Yeah, yeah. You mean get through the second season first and build again next year. You mean so you mean they're right to build, they're right to clap, they're right to cheer, they can do what they want, fans can because they pay the money. Yeah. But uh, the voice of opinion from me is just get behind them. Just get behind them, whether you're good, bad. Look at look at the seasons where they was coming to the ground, uh, when we was in the premiership uh, years ago. They was coming to the ground with a sad face and going away with a sad face. Yeah. Now they come with a happy face. Yeah. And sometimes going back with a happy face. Yeah, you know, I'd rather have that than nothing at all. Great to have you on this week, Bully. Uh, you're going to be on plenty more times this season. Dear Bully, put it in the subject line, podcast at expressandstar.co.uk. In a couple of weeks' time, I'm sure I'll have some absolute crackers for you. And can you not, can you just put a nice tune, theme tune to it? Not Wooly Bully or something like that, Liquidator. Something nice. Okay, something nice. So some kind of background music throughout your advice yeah. and we'll put it there. Okay. That's it. You've got not the violin type and the, and the piano type, just something nice. Legend. <laughs> Consider it done. That is Bully there. Absolutely top draw. We love Bully. We're going to probably get him in the studio as well, I think, for once or twice because he is great. And I think, you know... To have, to have some of the one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time, joining us on a consistent base on the podcast, I think I think is absolutely superb. So um, delighted to have him. So please, please 
podcast at expressandstar.co.uk Dear Bully. Just put Dear Bully and we will ask him whatever you want, whatever conundrum you've got, as personal as it can be, Bully will answer your questions, football-related or not. A um, couple of interesting points. Um, talk about the criticism one as well. Um, whether you think fans are a fair income, whether they, um, you know, whether they can criticise the club, or have they got too much too soon, and uh, you know they should really think about where they've come from and, and the League One routes and just enjoy the ride. Well, what do you think when the whole criticism debate um, lies? I, I think you've got to just judge it on face face value. To be honest, um, if you think it's a bad performance, then say it's a bad performance. Um, yeah, it was League One five years ago, but. It's five years ago. It's the presence that's important, and you know what will happen in the future as well, and how you set yourselves up for that. So, you know that that, that criticism that came early on in the season, it was, I think it was fully justified. Swarbs. I think when you talk about the money involved in the Premier League and the the talented players that Wolves have in their ranks, I think every fan who pays their money and goes to a game watches watches however way deserves to have their say on a game. Mm-hmm. Everyone has an opinion on football and you're entitled to your opinion. Yep. If that's a negative one, it's a negative one. If it's a positive one, it's a positive one. That's why we all watch football. That's We're right. all entitled to a voice, you're all entitled to say what you want and if you aren't happy with what you're paying your money for, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it's a lot of money to watch Premier League football. It is a lot of money to watch that. You know, you could be going down to Stafford Rangers and watching that and seeing if you don't think that, you know, the you're standard... you for money, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then it, you're allowed to kind of go and criticise. That's part of being a football fan. Yeah, fair play. Um, I mean, look, love bullies to pieces and um, that's the whole part about about raising debate. He did say that he, he doesn't like the Europa League. He wants, he wants them out of it, really. He thinks that it's a distraction. Um I mean, he says from the fans' point of view, it's great, and, and I guess me as a, as a, as a kind of like a adopted fan, so to speak, yeah. um, I think it's fantastic. But I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think it's it's great for the club to be to be in European football, and if they can go, you know, deep into this competition, I mean, goodness me, the, the, you know, they could be fighting for a Champions League spot in the, in the final. Yeah. You never know. But but what, what, where do you guys see it? What well, Wolves want exposure, didn't they? They, want, they don't want to just be big in Wolverhampton or big in England. They want to be big in Europe, big in the world, and you know. Get competing in these competitions does that, and being successful in these competitions does that as well. So, you know, everybody at Wolves will be helping to get into those knockout stages at least, and you know, perhaps mixing it up again against a team that drops out from the Champions League, a big tie against I don't know an Atletico Madrid or something off the top top of your head. It'd be fantastic. So I think I can see fully see where Bully's coming from, and I can you know there's a fair few that have said Europa League is a bit of a distraction, but um, I think. Now, if you want to be successful, you've got to take these problems on the chin and uh, you know roll with the punches. And if they want to be, you know, go on and make that that next tier. The Europa League has got to be something that they're doing season in, season out to attract the players. You know, we've just mentioned about the likes of Willie Bowley. If they're getting an offer from, you know, one of the top four, one of the top five, what can Wolves offer them? You know, that that they can offer. If you can offer European football, you'll keep hold of your assets. You'll keep hold of these players. You'll attract the best players it's a it's a platform and I think it's got to be the priority this season you know are Wolves going to make it into the top five this season so then what else are you looking at competing in the Premier League they're not going to get relegated I'll put me like house on that now they aren't going to get relegated this season that's not going to happen so then you're looking at you know the rest of the Premier League season what are the aims 
Are you right? You know, I mean, are you going to reach that top five, top six? Seven percent say top six. Um, seventh to ninth, forty-three percent. Tenth to thirteenth, forty-eight percent. Yeah. And only two percent think they'll finish fourteenth or below. And you know, you you put that to to the test. You know, finishing eighth in the Premier League or thirteenth in the Premier League doesn't really matter, does it? To be honest, apart from you know a bit of, a bit a bit of cash at the end of the day, you're cemented in your spot. You're not worried about relegation. You know you can put all your resources into, into Europa League football. I think that's the way that it's got to be. Um, right, we've got to move on. Thank you for thank you for all those superb questions. Um, thank you, Bully, as well. Um, got a little bit of a little bit of a, a favourite of ours, and I thought I'd test you guys out. Got a little bit of a quiz. Um, here we go. Swarbs, you know what that is? Family fortunes. Family fortunes, yeah. that's right. We're into oh. family fortunes territory. Here we go. Now, now now there's two of you. We can do a little bit of um a little bit of head-to-head quizzing. So I thought, you know, like I said, I know we I know <laughs> we're running. We're gonna be running over, I think, this this podcast, <laughs> but I think you know it's the first one back, so that's why. You don't um, see Vernon Kay on the telly anymore, do you? No, you don't know. He loves his American football though. I don't know if he does it in NFL stuff or whatever, maybe just a little bit. Just like a bit of Vernon. Yeah, yeah, I like a bit of Vernon to be fair. Likeable guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, likeable guy. I think I think Ryland's kind of taking away that mantle, anti. He's like, on too much, don't he? Oh, I like Ryland. Have you not watched Supermarket Sweep? I've watched it once. I quite I just missed that. Like Should we go on as oh, like an express star duo? That'd be good. <laughs> I've, one of, I've, I've one of those pink, pink I just, I just missed Dale, you know. You would the, be, really. The, I miss Dale, you know. Yeah, you miss Dale. Yeah, yeah, We love Dale. Okay, right, okay. Anyway, right, here we go. Right, okay, so you know, you know, I want to say your name basically, okay, for the beep, so there's no buzzer, so just say your name, okay? Are you ready? Okay. We asked, it's from whoscored.com. Um, top five player ratings this season. Who's topping it? Joe. Oh, I was. Oh. I'm going to say you just got there, Joe. Who would you say? Would you, you got there first. first Adama Traore. Adama Traore. Ting is number two, seven point two one. But there is a high answer up there. Rosie. Rosie. I'm putting my hand yeah, up there. Yeah, you're putting your hand up. Willy Bollet. Bollet. Bolly, yeah. Bolly. I, I can't say that. Bolly. 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 See, that's what I said about the diamond. Correct, the correct. 7.45, number yes. one on the board. Yes. So there's three more to find. Would you like to play or pass? Play. Play, okay, okay. So you've got you've got you've got three chances to get it wrong before um the the, the Edwards family get a chance to steal. Um Joe does which consists of just you basically. Yeah. Although <laughs> your misses and, and your cat as well, you've got a cat. By the way, how much do you pay for this cat? Six hundred and fifty quid. What? I mean, wow! Well, I'll, I'll I'll put a picture. Wow! I'll, I'll put a picture with the tweet. Six hundred and fifty quid it, for a cat. He has started taking pride of place on my back. Really? He loves my back. Why didn't you go <laughs> to one of the shelters to get a cat? He's a Bengal. Oh, you, you see him, you'll 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 love it. Right, that's that's a question for the day anyway. Incredible. Right, so Rosie, um, okay, so you've got the top two: Willy Bolly uh, and Adama Traore. So you've got three more to find. Who's your next guess? Patricio. Rui Patricio. Uh-uh. Just misses out. He's eighth at the moment. Oh, eighth at the that. moment. So you've got two more guesses left: um, Traore, Bolly, and Jota. Jota. Uh-uh. Okay, so Jota not on there either. Um, the Edwards family might get a chance to steal. You've got one more guess. And you've got three to find. Con- uh, Connor Cody. Connor Cody. Is it there? 
<laughs> oh. oh, Rosie. So here we ratings. go. This is with uh, what's whoscored.com. Don't talk to don't talk to <laughs> Joe about player ratings. <laughs> Goodness me. Uh, right. So you've got one person to find, Joe. Very yeah. interesting here. Um, can we have a guess? If you get anyone in the top five, then you have won this round. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Joe Moutinho. Joe Moutinho. Is it there? It is there! Number four, the team Edwards take the first one. Jean Moutinho, fourth. And um, the other two players, um, third was Raul Jimenez yeah. uh, with 7.14. And just interesting. Johnny? No, he just missed oh. out, Johnny, number six. Ryan Bennett. Oh. Ryan oh. Bennett I've never said it. 6.75. Oh. So Edwards, 1 0 up. Okay, here we go. Second one. Are you ready? Oh, oh it's on buzzers. Well, it's on buzzers, well, yeah. buzzers, but it's basically say your name out. Yeah, okay, you ready? Okay. Uh, which one shall I go for? Uh, okay, go for this one. Most successful pass completion this season. Joe. Joe. Again, Jean Martinio. Jean Martinio. Ting is number one. 81.9% of his passes have found. A Wolves player. Would you like to play or pass, Joe? I think I'll play. He's playing, okay. Joe is playing, number one. So, so have a think, Swarbs. Have a think who you might um, get in that top five. Okay, here we go. So that's one, Jao Martinho. Uh, Connor Cody. Connor Cody. <coughs> number six. Just missed out there. 79%. Good guess, but it's not right. Um, Johnny? Johnny Ting. Number three. Johnny with an 80.7%. Pass completion. Three more to find, and you've got one. You've got two guesses left. Uh, Ruben Neves. Ruben Neves uh, uh, mm. is not there. One guess left. Swarbrick family might get a chance to steal. Uh, Willie Bolly. Willie Bolly. Uh, uh, mm. Number seven on the list. Mm, Unlucky. Okay. So Swarbrick, you've got a great chance of leveling this up. Leveling this up. Uh, three to find. Uh, one person's got 80.9%, one person 80.2%, and one 79.3%. Can you find that right person? Miss Swarbrick. Dendonka. Leander Dendonka. Is it there? It is there! Number five! Just got on there. 79.3%. Uh, the other two in the list. Uh, number four was Diogo Jota. Mm -hmm. uh, and... Number two, which I'm stunned with, to be honest, because I think he gives the ball away way too much, but not in the Premier League. Morgan Gibbs-White, 80.9%. So it's 1-1. It's all going down to this last round, which is great for my timing, seeing as we're way over. Um, okay, are you ready? Top five answers again. Most fouled Wolves player this season. Joe. Joe, yes. Uh, Diogo Jota. Diogo Jota is there. He is number two on the board. Diogo Jota. Swabs, can you find the top answer? Neves. Ruben Neves is not there. So, Joe, would you like to play or pass? Play or pass most fouled Wolves player this season? Oh, I'll, I'll take the punt. I'll play. Okay, you're going to play. Okay, here we go. Uh, so, Diogo Jota, number two. Here we go. Uh, Raul Jimenez. Raul Jimenez is... Uh, uh, number six just missed out on Lucky. One uh, oh, answer. Uh, Adama Traore. Adama Traore Ting is number one yeah. on the board. Adama Traore. Three more to find. Two guesses left. Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty. Good guess, but it's not there. Uh -uh. One more to find. Sorry, three more to find. One more guess. Three more to find. One more Jean guess. Jean 
Jean Matinho is not there. So Swabs, to win it on your first debut edition on the Wolves Poddy, can you get one of three? Catrone. Patrick Catrone. Interesting. Is it there? It is there! <laughs> Swarbry wins! I'm Swarbry. having all the pizza and the Beans. pasta tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, congratulations. Swarbry defeats Edwards 2-1. to one. Excellent news. Um, number four, Ruben Vinagre. Uh, number five, Romain Saiz. Very, very good. Well done. Right, um, so big game Saturday. Um, I spoke to um, top man Steve Grant from the Total Saints podcast. Uh, we're going to do this every week, so we're going to do a bit of an opposition preview uh, from from their end, from the experts. Um, and he spoke to me. Uh, really interesting stuff here. I hope you enjoy these segments every week, just to get a little bit of an insight on what to expect on Saturday. And here is Steve um, giving his expert opinion on the Saints. Well, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Steve Grant from the Total Saints podcast. He's joining us ahead of the big game on Saturday, of course. Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it, pal. Um, yeah, no worries. Uh, so, we'll, we'll get straight into it, Steve. Um, story of the season so far for the Saints. Obviously, not been an ideal start, I guess. No. Um, I mean, to be fair, we've, we've been dealt a, not a particularly kind uh, fixture list to start with. We've played a lot of the... A lot of the uh, sort of big six clubs in the in the first uh, first handful of games. So we've been trying to kind of just kind of battle our way through it. Really, um, I think we've we've done okay when we've come up against sides kind of on our level. Um, although I actually think our performances against some of the better sides have been um, have been decent. We've just not got um, not really got any of the results to show for it, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess I guess the the the, the most frustrating game for you, or one of them, would have been. Uh, that Spurs game, I think, when when they were down to ten men. Yeah, that was infuriating because Spurs were very much there for the taking, um, as shown by obviously the way they capitulated to Brighton um, a week later. Um, and yeah, we just we, we were kind of always always on top in the game, but just kind of got up to the final third and. It, kind of just went a little bit side to side and not really quite enough penetration it wasn't it didn't like things didn't happen quickly enough and as a result I think people just I think players just got frustrated uh, tried to then do too much themselves and you just end up in this in this sort of cycle of um, cycle of frustration I guess so maybe it's been a good time to have an international break and maybe just a recharge and you know sort them out. What what kind of like style of play are we expecting Southampton that we, that we could see on Saturday? Do you feel? Um, well, ordinarily, I'd say that we'd probably try and play um, try and play quite deep and, and break quickly on the counter attack because we've got we've got players with a lot of pace in wide areas. But problem is, I think that's kind of the way Wolves like to play as well. Absolutely, and and I guess if both. Both teams try and do that. Then you're going to have. Um, it's going to be like that um, that image off of the the Simpsons, where basically everyone's just passing it backwards and forwards <laughs> in, in the centre circle. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it's just gonna it's just gonna go nowhere. Which I mean, to be honest, I I, I take I take a nil nil with absolutely no goal attempts uh, in ninety minutes uh, right now. To be honest, because I think um, obviously after your start was pretty pretty ropey to say the least. Yeah. Um, Obviously, getting that win at, at Manchester City has obviously catapulted everything, and and I mean you should be should be kind of away and gone now. Really, should be uh, should be looking at um, sort of top six 
trying to put a bit of pressure on those sort of sides, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, obviously the Europa League kind of might curtail that potentially, you know, in in the end. But at the same time, there's not a lot between between the top six and the rest of the pack. I think from from Southampton's point of view, what, what are they looking to do? I mean, obviously, you're seasoned Premier League veterans now. Um, do you do you look to to Wolves and and with like maybe a little bit of frustration, thinking that's what Southampton need to be doing to maybe be challenging and, and to get into these, those Europa League spots, or you know how how do Southampton fans assess Wolves now? Would you say? Um, I think a lot of people recognise that obviously Wolves have got a um, have got a fairly unique setup with obviously the connections to um, uh, Mr. Mendes, which which obviously gives you access to players that clubs on a similar level probably don't have access to sure um, I'm sure that if um, Ruben Neves was was available and on the market to clubs of our size and I, I kind of think that Saints Saints and Wolves are relatively similar sized clubs mm-hmm. based on the last 30 years or so yeah um, then while we would be able to compete financially on um, on wages I think realistically the, the tie up with with Mendez and Foson means that um, he would automatically um, he would automatically go to Wolves. Sure. Um, which I think from our I mean from our perspective is frustrating, but um, there's no, there's no rules being broken. Um, it's just um, it's been very opportunistic by the club and it's and it's obviously working out superbly for them. Absolutely, no, I couldn't agree more, uh, Steve. Um, so, so from from Saturday, what what are we going to think um, formation wise, team wise? Are there going to be some changes? Um, you know, we're going to see because, you, you, like you say, you've been lucky with a few injuries as well, haven't you? Who's the lad who's come in? He came, scored, scored a couple of goals, and then he got injured again. Um, yeah, Moussa uh, Gineppo looks, yeah. um, looks basically like um, the Sadio Mane replacement, right? Um, uh, finally. Which we've uh, we've we've definitely needed for for a couple of years now, um, but yeah, he he looks the real deal as long as we can keep him on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's when he's there's certainly been videos of him back in some sort of light fitness training at least, so we may see him um, in the next two to three weeks or so. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he's going to be missing Saturday. Um, Cedric at right back is also missing. He. Uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't think many people expected to see him at the club this season. Mm-hmm. Um, after he was farmed out on loan, and um, Jan Valerie um, came in and, and did so well. But to be fair to him, um, Cedric, when he got he got his place back, I think third game of the season, and, and he's been excellent until he until he got his injury in the warm up at Tottenham. Um, but Valerie. Valerie came back in and um, from an attacking perspective did very well against Chelsea defensively I'm not quite so convinced by him um, and ultimately that, that has been our Achilles heel for basically the last two years is that while um, we look we look like a functioning unit at least um, when we're in possession um, defensively we've been an absolute shambles um, some of the goals we're conceding it's, it's, basically, it's just individuals not learning from previous mistakes and essentially just repeating everything. Yeah, incredibly frustrating, Steve. So, so you know, if you, if, if he's if Rene's going to put a team to, to beat Wolves, what do you think he's going to his play formation wise, and what, what do you think his predicted lineup would will be on on Saturday? Would you say? I actually don't think he'll change much, if anything, um, from the Chelsea game. I think perhaps um, Shane Long will, will uh, drop back to the bench. Um, but other than that, I I would guess it'll be a back four of Jan Valery, 
uh, Jan Bednarek, Maya Yoshida and Ryan Bertrand. Um, probably go with two holding midfielders, um, Oral Romeo and Pierre-Emil Hoiberg. Um, James Ward-Prowse will probably float in and around somewhere there, but I mean he's basically been anonymous this season, so we might as well be playing with ten. Really, been bad as he. Um, I quite, I quite like James Ward-Prowse, but is he, has he been, is he been poor this season? Has he? Well, he's he's one of these players whose statistics um, look better than than what you actually see with see with your eyes. Interesting. In in that basically he he runs more than anybody else. Um, like statistics per, per game, he, he will generally run around 500 to 1,000 metres more than any other player on the pitch. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can, you can decide for yourself whether that's because he's constantly out of position or because it's, <laughs> or because it's uh, energy and it's playing the pressing game that Ralph Hasenhutl wants us to play. Um, I suspect the truth is probably somewhere in, in the middle of that. Um, but, I mean, for someone who's um, sort of thing has been, he's a set piece expert. Yeah. Um, he, he isn't half rubbish at set pieces okay. most of the time. <laughs> okay. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's been frustrating. But unfortunately, I mean, there's, there's nobody else who plays a similar role who's really stepped up to the plate. Mm-hmm. Stuart Armstrong, who we signed last summer, has been kind of in and out with um, with injuries. And when he when he has been fit, he's not really um, done done enough to stake a claim. But um, I mean, on on the set pieces thing, I saw he score he scored a cracking free kick for um, Scotland the other day so I mean, maybe maybe that might be an option if he's um, if he impresses back in training but I think realistically those those three Romeo Hoiberg and uh, Ward Prowse are going to be going to be the three midfielders um, and then and up then top wide we'll have uh, Nathan Redmond mm-hmm. and um, Sophie and Buffal um, Buffal I think is going to be a for us this season um, just in terms of being able to keep the ball Um, he's he's brilliant in tight spaces Um, he's he's got an incredible ability to dribble past players even when he's got three or four around them he'll somehow find a a space Um, I think in terms of attacking stats in La Liga last season I think the the dribbling stats was the only one that anybody beat Lionel Messi wow (laughs) not a bad bad person to finish second to yeah exactly and um, and so uh, and then uh, Danny Ings will be up front at, at the moment because he's he's the striker in, in form. Trey Adams started the season but um, hasn't scored as yet. But I mean to be fair to him, his performances have, have largely been fine. He's just it's one one of those sort of cliche ones. He needs one to go in off his backside. But sure. um, for the moment, Hasenhüttl's decided that team comes first, and therefore he's taking him out of the firing line. And Ings Ings has come in and done pretty well. Should be a good game, Steve. Uh, prediction on the on the day? Um, well, as, as I said earlier, I, I would absolutely bite your arm off for a draw, but I think um, I think realistically we'll probably just get shaded, maybe two one. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game. Um, so Wolves have struggled to, to with the favourites tag on them um, perennially last season, and um, let's let's well obviously not not for you guys, but obviously from our end we hope that um, you know they might shade it as well. But, but Steve, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, good luck for the rest of the season. Um, obviously, apart from Saturday. Yeah, you too. Take care. Thanks, Steve. Thanks very much, Steve. Absolutely top man. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. I know that it was on a, he phoned me on the mobile phone. We had it on speaker. So I know the levels are a little bit all over the place. 
but hopefully you enjoy it and I think that's going to be a really good segment moving forward so uh, so guys I mean I think the big the big question is what do you play do you play 3-4-3 do you play 3-5-2 um, obviously did a fantastic job against Man City did you give the same same team a go or you know with, with Jota coming back um, you know Matt Doherty was on the bench how would you play it how do you see it going on Saturday it's a nice problem to have isn't it um, I'm just leaning towards 3-5-2 just a little bit just with the fact that you know Jota it's still Still a little bit up in the air as to how he is, and it's up in the air as to as uh, Pedro Neto is as well uh, with his heel. Mm-hmm. Um, so just leaning towards three five two with Bennett in the in the back three instead of say who also has been dealing with a bit of an hamstring problem, but uh, lovely problems to have, isn't yeah. it? And it's so difficult for Southampton to kind of predict how Wolves are going to set up, and this is really the first period under new now that Wolves have been so versatile that they've had two systems which you can kind of flip between pretty seamlessly, to be honest. So you say three five two. When you say three five two, who's up top? Do you play Trier that right wing back, and then he just moved up top, or do you um, do you go look? You've, you've you've done your job here, Raúl. You partner Trier, and you bring Doc in at right wing back. Um, I'm leaning towards Cotrao now. Just okay. a, just a bit of a sh- shower shower confidence, and um, yeah, of course he missed that chance at City, but hopefully uh, can. Could, could score a goal against Southampton. He's been away over the international break as well. He's had a few more minutes in his legs. So, uh, yeah, Patrick and, and, and Raul up top and Traore kind of operating from deep and running directly at their fullback. So, do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I, I would though, because it's a home game. I would kind of like to see more of Traore up front yeah. regularly because I spoke to him the other week and he was saying that... Um, Nuno has been wor- working with him on all three positions, you know, the defensive role, the wing role, and then obviously up front. And I think it's just, even though he's got that versatility, you kind of, after what happened against City, you sort of want to see a bit more of the attack. That's just me being a lover of goals, yeah. you know, you just yeah, want to yeah. see it. But then the way that he defended mm-hmm. as well, you yeah. want to see that. And with the Doherty thing, with him, obviously, you know, he's been carrying that sort of knee injury hasn't he he said that he came back too soon from that at the start of the season he didn't play for Ireland um, he played in the, the first game but he didn't play against the Swiss so I think it's one of those where you just you stick with a winning team I don't think you change a winning team even though yeah. the system is so fluid and flexible yeah I mean let's hope you know if Couture just get the start really needs a goal I mean obviously he'd be, he'd be delighted to win the game but obviously he had some great chances in that game and I think um, he definitely needs a goal doesn't he so yeah. if, if he can do it I think I think it's a tricky game like I said to, to Steve on the podcast you know Wolves have notoriously been poor against sides that they're maybe expected to beat and Southampton not in a good run of form themselves Wolves will be heavy favourites going into it but that's not sometimes how it plays out so if they can go then have a comfortable victory like say a 2-0 um, yeah. then then that, that would be fantastic and give them plenty of confidence so we finish off the podcast um, with predictions um, I'll go first and I'll leave it to the two experts I'm going to say it's not going to be a classic watch but I'm going to say that Wolves nick it 2-1 I'm going to go 2-0 Wolves 2-0 Wolves two, yeah 2-0 Wolves yeah I think Seth Hampton a rope at the back yeah that Vestergaard he's a bit of a he's a bit of a yeah yeah I wouldn't want him in my team no no um, but yeah, 2-0. 2-0. Yeah. Rosie? 3-0. 3-0? Hot. Yeah. Hello. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. I'm just confident. Well, confident you brought it today. Um, look, it's been lovely to have you both on the podcast. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Like I say, I know it's going to be different, but we're trying to bring in loads of different things, and uh, obviously your feedback is great. Myself, 
Rosie, Joe will all be in the game on Saturday. For more three of us, have a great weekend. Fingers crossed three points. Take care. Bye-bye.